You're listening to the Fired Up Podcast Network. Let's get fired up. Fired up NFL draft with your host Daniel Gare and Mitch Wolf. Mitch, how you doing today? Good, good. You know, we uh we got we got so hot in our takes last time that the file is just now gone. And you know, we have to record again to make sure we get it right. People can actually hear what we have to say. Yeah, no, because uh listen, these are good players that are definitely need to be talked about. I I we talked about it last time again, <laughs> but uh <laughs> But we, we do really like this safety class so far from what we've seen. And uh, got a few good ones, uh, some SEC, some ACC guys. Um, we'll start out here first with a guy from my team, Trey Dean from Florida, 6'3", 205, senior. Uh, Mitch, what did you like best about him? The thing that I liked, and this is kind of a death sentence for some player, not a death sentence, but it's uh, it's kind of a backhanded compliment when you're scouting for NFL players. It's versatility. And when you say that, people are like, oh, yeah, that's good. You can use them in a lot of ways. But in the, when you're scouting for NFL players, some people are like, oh, that's not good because then they don't really have any great trait that will make them like a competent NFL player. Um, but with that being said, you know, Dean has kind of an interesting background. He came to Florida as an outside corner. They moved him inside of the slot. Now he's playing safety. Uh, so now he's mostly playing in the box. He's kind of a strong safety player now. Um, and, you know, like I said, he does most things well. You know, he's he's good against the run. He's good in man coverage. He's a decent zone defender. And he's really tall and long, and he's a good athlete. So those are pluses, and that just kind of helps you from a baseline standpoint. Um, so, yeah, I mean, he's kind of just got all – but he looks like an NFL player – or like an NFL player. He moves like an NFL player. Um, but, you know, we'll get into some of the other aspects. What was your best trait for him? I really liked his tackling ability. It's it's just a he's been very consistent. I would say that's the number one thing: tackling and run support that has improved from the junior year tape that we watched to what he's doing this year. I would say that is his biggest improvement that he's made. Um, and again, just touch on that versatility. I think every move they've made, he has played better at that position than the one that they previously had him at, which is good, but when we get into his worst trait, it will kind of tell you why they keep moving him further and further inside. Uh, and for me, that worst trait is uh, man coverage against uh, backs and receivers. He just really does not have uh, much hip fluidity. He's very stiff. He just cannot really keep up with them in terms of the horizontal movements that you need to to be that outside corner and that's why they keep moving him in more and more in this florida defense what was your worst trait yeah uh, before i get to that attention because like i when i wrote down my notes like my note for him was good in man coverage against big receivers and tight ends so it's like like you said like he's trust struggles against those smaller shiftier players but 
you know, if you're using him as like a tight end eraser or a big slot eraser, like that's somewhere where he can succeed. But for me, his worst trade was actually his tackling technique. I thought he did a lot of diving and kind of bounced off guys, you know, just was missing a lot or just like not approaching the ball carrier. Well, you know, I thought his angles and all, and all that were good, but once he got kind of to the, um, the contact point with the running back, that's when he kind of, well, you know, lost his head a little bit. So, but like you said, willing to come from run defense. So that's something that's good to see, but I actually wasn't a big fan of his tackling technique. Yeah. And again, it's not perfect, but I would say that is a point he has worked on to improve. And uh, speaking of improvement, I think his point of improvement that he really needs to work on. I do think he needs to get better instinctually in zone coverage. I think he is just a little bit late reacting. Uh, what did you have as your trait for improvement? Right. And I, I kind of, I, I was okay with some of his zone ability, but I, you know, it's, it's serviceable at this point, but I do agree with that being improvement. But for me, it was ball skills just because there's just not a lot of production there in terms of passes broken up or interceptions. Uh, you know, and he's just not making a lot of plays in the ball. I don't think he's really trying to, I'm not sure what that's about, but you know, he's just doesn't really address the ball well when he's in coverage. Um, goes more towards you know attacking the receiver and that can work sometimes but you know for a guy who's going to be kind of in the middle of the field a lot I'd like to see him improve some ball skills so he can you know generate some more turnovers when the ball is being thrown into the middle of the field yeah yeah for sure he he is a guy that is a I I think he's going to be more suitable in terms of like you said being that big slot guy coverage guy because he is a bigger very rocked up body he is absolutely ripped looks like a physical beast out there when he has that shirt rolled up but uh you know the athleticism and the movement skills don't necessarily always match that but again very strong player so for me when I look at that for draft range I see a guy who's going to go early day three for me I, I think like that fifth round probably is where I'm at. I do. We took, we touch on this a little bit this time. He is a bit smaller, less of that uh, safety to linebacker convert than uh, mm-hmm. some of the Hompson's Nasir Dean types, but those guys have typically fallen. The ones that lack that uh, they're a bit more stiff safeties and uh, he doesn't have that same size. He is about 20 pounds lighter than those guys. But I, I could see him just not being heavily valued. I do think he's a guy where, again, he is a going to be a very specific player. And I do think he's going to be very good on special teams. Mm-hmm. And again, what we talk about special teams a lot when it comes to these day three type guys, because it's what gets you on the roster if you're not starting. So uh, where do you see him going? Yeah, I think I would, I could see him even like the very back end of day two, you know, in those 100 picks in the comp pick area of the third round, because, you know, I think that some team could kind of see that upside with him where you're like, okay, I can find a role for this guy. And given his size and athletic ability, they can be like, all right, this guy can, we can work with him and improve him as a player. And I definitely agree with you on the special teams thing, because especially for gunners, you know, the things they always look for are length, height, and speed and if and Dean ostensibly has all three of those, I'm not. Yeah, he, is, he is pretty f- decently fast in the straight line. Right. So, you know, those are good traits for outside gunners and that gives your role immediately. But uh, 
in terms of just playing on defense, um, I think that a team should be able to find a role for him. So, you know, very early day three, late, late day two, I think would be the range that I would be comfortable taking him in. Yeah. Yeah. He is a, another, another one where we look at this, we're not going to go on. There's not a lot of players that we're going to talk about that are worse than him. And we're going to touch on 20 safeties over the course of this. So it's very, very deep safety class. And we'll get mm-hmm. to another one here. Someone that I haven't personally watched yet, but someone that you have, and that's Chamari Connor from Virginia Tech, six foot, 205 pounds junior for the Hokies. Mitch, what was your best trade for him? So for, for me, Connor, it was his mental processing awareness. And the reason why I have that is because he's playing the, I believe that Virginia Tech calls them the slot defender or he's a slot defender. And then I think they call their deep safety, the Rover, but I could be switching those up. Um, but he plays almost exclusively in the slot for Virginia Tech. And he will sometimes play as a box linebacker, but he basically just plays in that overhang area the whole time. And that means he's asked to do a lot of play recognition and mental processing because he's, you know, either, you know, covering quick RPO routes, he's has to read options, all that kind of stuff. So, um, but he's really good at reading all those has really great play recognition and anticipation, which is great to see. Um, he is actually a senior and he's played in every game since 2018 and he started every game since 2019. So he has a ton of experience. And even in 2019, he led ACC defensive backs in sacks and tackles for loss. Um, the, I would say his worst trait is his explosiveness and is that that part of athletic ability. Uh, he just doesn't, you know, fire out of his stance either from a, you know, either from a changing direction point or just from standing still. So that was a little disappointing. Um, and that could be something that could kind of give him some trouble in the NFL level, but I think it's, I think it's okay. Um, and then for my improvement, I would say it's block deconstruction because I don't love the way he takes on blocks because he kind of lets receivers block him on the outside relatively easily, which is kind of surprising. Um, but he, you know, can, he can spin back into deep zones from the slot. So he can play some kind of more traditional safety stuff. He is a very, very good tackler, a very willing run defender comes up and hits the running back and tackles them consistently. Um, and he's a piece, he's pretty solid in man coverage as well. So, you know, he, it'll be interesting to see where, what kind of teams like him, because like I said, he is pretty slot specific. Um, so you have to find a team that plays almost exclusively in nickel and is looking for a, a bigger slot defender. Yeah, so I always with like like we said last time with these Virginia Tech players, they just seem to produce uh players that the NFL likes. Mm-hmm. So not necessarily a evaluation of how good they are. You always gotta evaluate the individual, but it just does seem that the NFL does like these guys typically. Um, so you expect him to go decently high just because of that. Um, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I mean, like like you're saying, like Virginia Tech, you know, it's not not as much scouting the helmet that these players are good or bad. It's just that they get a ton of guys drafted. You know, go back to Cam Chancellor, uh, the Fuller brothers, uh, Greg Stroman, D- Divine Diablo, uh, who switched to linebacker from strong safety. But yeah, I mean, there's just always putting uh, Caleb Farley. And then this year, the, I think this year, if he comes out, they'll have Jermaine Waller as well. So yeah, just, a, a, and even though Bud Foster's been retired for a few years, like the NFL just knows that Virginia Tech prepares defensive backs well. And, you know, I'll, I'll preempt your question and think where I, or I'll say where I think he gets drafted. I would say probably in the late fourth, early fifth, because again, you know, it is kind of a, 
an interesting role that he'll have to project from college to the NFL. Uh, I think that there might be some concerns about his athleticism. We'll see how he tests at the combine in his pro day. Um, but, you know, I think teams will like that he tackles well. He plays a good amount on special teams. And as a smarter guy with a ton of experience, you know, they can be like, all right, we can plug him into special teams immediately and then, you know, play him rotationally on defense. And, you know, if he succeeds, we'll keep giving him more snaps and eventually could develop into a, you know, consistent every down player. Okay, so let's move on to the next guy, uh, Jalen Catalan from Arkansas. He is a guy that you did not watch, correct? Mm-hmm. Correct. Yeah, I did not have uh, time to watch this guy. Yeah, and I don't have his height and weight. He's so... uh, 5'10", I want to say 205, I believe. Yeah, I know he's 5'10". Smaller. I couldn't remember the weight, uh, but that is, uh, we'll get to the height part a little bit later. Uh, 200 is what he's listed 200, okay. Um, for me, his, he, I, I did like his twitchiness, and I thought he re- had really good instincts in zone coverage. Um, I thought he was very aggressive in filling the run, and just aggressive in general in his play style. Um, but, you know, uh, we'll skip ahead a little bit to his improvement. I thought that aggression wasn't necessarily always coupled with the best tackling form, which mm-hmm. uh, again is fine when that when the guy is 6'4, 220, it isn't a big deal when you want to play aggressive and you don't have good tackling form. But when you're a smaller 5'10, 200 guy, it does does have its issues and will have more issues when you get up against larger guys in the NFL. But uh, I, I did like him. I thought his worst trait just from the outset is his size at just 5'10". Um, you do notice a bit. He is pretty small for safety. And I I did think his man coverage ability needed to improve. I know he didn't do a whole lot of it at uh, Arkansas. But I, I think for what he is... He's someone that I like to be able to fill that role that is going to be probably a too high safety play half field coverages and possibly end up becoming a, if he gets more reps in man coverage, possibly even being more of that slot guy just because of that size. But if there's a team that is willing to take a chance on his size, that being that undersized safety, I do think he can make it work, but most teams I feel like would have him slotted more into that nickel role just due to that size and man coverage is a uh, point he needs to improve at just because of a lot of lack of reps with him in that area. Um, I, I see him as that early third round type player. Um, Again, it's it's a lot of if you put his traits in a guy that's three inches taller, it, it solves a and a and a little bit bigger. It solves a lot of the issues that you have with him um, in terms of playing a true safety. And I think it would jump him up a little bit, but I think that size really uh, inhibits his uh, high end upside. It just doesn't really allow for a lot of. Um, high-end outcomes, which is especially what you're looking for day in the first round and into that second round as well. Yeah, I think when we talked about him last time, we said, 
or at least I brought up the name Quandre Diggs. He's yep. another one of those kind of undersized yep. safeties who does play, you know, still a traditional role, doesn't isn't limited to the slot. Um, but then we also talked about how he is a true junior. And I think we said that based on what we've been hearing, he hasn't been having the best season this year. Uh, yeah. So he'll probably go back uh, for another year at school, given that he's only a true junior and has at least two years of eligibility left. Yeah, and, and you watched, there was a lot of buzz with him about potentially being that early second round type safety. And I, I wasn't there with that. I did think he was a bit a bit lower than that. But you see where it comes from just with those instincts. You see where you think this guy could take that next jump, but it just looks like he hasn't taken that jump. So um, next up, we have uh, Bubba Bolden. Um, what was his height and weight? I didn't have a 6'3", 204, and he's a redshirt junior. Whoa, what a whoops. Sorry, had a background ad go crazy there. So <laughs> I get for trying to look up information while I'm in the middle of a podcast. <laughs> uh, but yeah, 6'3", 204. Um, he's uh, the strong safety, or it's just a safety for Miami. Um, he's originally at USC and he was extremely highly touted recruit. He was a high four star, you know, a really big gem of their class and a lot was expected of him, but he struggled to stay on the field early. Uh, didn't play a ton. And then he transferred to Miami after there was an incident where he was caught drinking underage and given a pretty big suspension. Um, he only played five games during his first season with Miami in 2019, but he became a starter in 2020 and led the team in tackles and earned second team all ACC honors. And he mostly played true free safety for Miami in 2020, which is the film we watched. Um, he occasionally plays in the slot, but very rarely in the box. And I would say that his best trade is his range. You know, he's obviously big and long and he's an incredible athlete. So he's very fast, covers a ton of ground very quickly. Um, you know, can probably play, I would say like numbers to numbers, maybe not sideline to sideline, but you know, for numbers to numbers is still pretty good. And that that's, that's kind of where you want to be when you're want to be a solid college player as a safety. Um, I would say those worst trader ball skills, he barely has any ball production. You know, he was really just kind of trying to get there and, you know, really to attack the receiver again, not really go after the ball, which is kind of frustrating. And that's kind of tied to his improvement that I have. Um, and that's his tackling. So, and it's, it's also tied to the fact that he gets a ton of targeting penalties. So he's kind of more of like a head hunting for true free safety, which is a bit of an interesting combination. Um, and he doesn't really, play that well man coverage either he uh doesn't really know how to use his hands and he gives up separation relatively easily so he's you know he's very good on the back end but once you kind of get him going downhill that's when the struggles kind of begin he's when he's tackling he dives at, at people's legs way too much and then he misses the tackle so uh he he did get injured this year it's a shoulder injury that knocked him out for the year and he is a redshirt junior this year but he, i think we said he'll turn 23 this spring so he'd be if he goes back he'll turn 24 yeah. Uh, but you know, he like, so he's an older player, but he's got eligibility left, but there could be changes with the coaching staff. So I'm not really sure what he's going to do. Um, I think there's been some talk about his, uh, there's been some character concerns with him. So a bit of a weird, weird evaluation than even weirder background for him. Yeah. And so, uh, where did you say his, uh, draft range was? It's really tough. I, I think I'm going to have to go like early mid day three, like late fourth, early fifth because of those not, I mean, so he has had some injury concerns in general. So that's part of the problem. And he is currently injured. Um, I'm not sure how much or what exactly, or how much those character issues will affect him. Um, but that, that the athleticism is obviously the most intriguing part, but 
the kind of just he's still kind of just leaning on his raw athletic ability and there isn't a ton of refinement to his game as a coverage or as a tackler so you know there's there's some there's it's an interesting piece of clay but it's going to require a decent amount of molding yeah for sure and in that age and all the issues going on with the Miami program um really just going to be interesting to see what he ends up doing because again we see typically being 24 25 that type of age really prohibits you from going any higher than like four fifth round historically even for mm-hmm. a good player of that age yeah exactly um so next up we have a uh, jordan battle from alabama 6-1 200 pound true junior um we saw him very similarly identically uh, even <laughs> yes identically in our notes um so uh, for the best trait, uh, his trigger and his uh, zone coverage ability, he was very good. Um, so uh, I'll let you uh, go on that for a little bit, explain that, and then go on to the worst trait for him. Right. So he's playing a good amount of deep safety for Alabama um, in their kind of two high shells that they've been running a lot more of. Obviously, they kind of then will spin down into cover one and cover, do all that cover seven man match stuff um but this year he's playing a bit more evenly split between deep box and slots they're using him a little more in versatile ways but he's been playing a lot since he was a freshman so you know it's happening more now than it was in the past but you know if you're playing early in your career at alabama that's usually a good indicator that saban thinks you can play at the next level um and like you said uh very good in zone coverage at reading the quarterback and triggering downhill to break on the ball uh, he had a really great pick six versus Kentucky, just, you know, anticipated the throw, broke on it and took it all the way back. Uh, so, and, you know, good triggering downhill against the run too. Like once he sees it, he's firing downhill and he's very willing to uh, stick his nose in and get involved in run defense. So, you know, kind of a more traditional throwback box safety, um, but I mean, he could still play deep and then just get downhill, which is good to see. Yeah. And uh, we, uh, we definitely liked, his ability as that box safety, but you, you don't want him uh, playing a man coverage against receivers, like mm-hmm. we said. And uh, the, the one problem I have with him as that box safety is that his, he takes bad angles when he's mm-hmm. tack, going for tackles. And that really is not something you want to hear out of your box safety. But again, he's just a very good at pretty much pretty much everything i really liked him and you know you're nitpicking a bit here when you get his improvement as the bad angles but it is something he could improve and that would improve his tackling a bit so uh, where where did you have him drafted i had him as a late second round pick um i think you know kind of like we talked about virginia tech alabama defensive backs especially safeties obviously have that pedigree um especially kind of more recently than uh, as opposed to, you know, kind of earlier in the decade or earlier in the century. Uh, but, you know, I think that those concerns about man coverage will kind of knock him down a bit relative to some of the safeties that are going to go higher. Um, I think he's a solid athlete. I don't think he's a great athlete. We'll see how he tests, but that could be interesting. Um, but, you know, does pretty much everything else well. You know, I think that if you you can put him in most schemes and he'll, he can succeed immediately. So, um I think he's, you know, an NFL ready player. I think that he'll be drafted. He can succeed pretty early on in his career. 
Yeah, I, I saw him a little bit higher. I had a mid to early second round. Um, I think he's going to end up being a top 50 player for me. Um, I, I was a fan of his game. So I could see anywhere from that 40 to you, obviously with safeties, there's a lot of them. He could very easily fall to the end of the second round. But I think, I think for me, if someone took him in the, in the early forties, I wouldn't, I would be perfectly fine with that. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, next up, I know I'm going to butcher the name because I butchered it last time. Um, Lewis sign. Nope. Scene. (laughs) Scene. Yep. All right. Uh, I knew I was going to butcher it and I just went for it because I knew it was one two. Uh, Make, make mistakes, make mistakes aggressively. That's what I've always been told. Lewis seen Georgia's another guy, six, one, 200 true junior. Um, and man, this guy is just the epitome of consistency. Mm-hmm. Just very solid across the board. You know what? It, it wasn't always, you don't love to say this because it typically isn't a very good thing when you're saying it, but it was hard to pick out a best trait. Yep. I, I couldn't agree more. <laughs> That's typically a huge negative. Usually those guys suck, but this guy is just so good at everything. Yeah, 100%. You know, I he's a true junior. He's played in every game here in the t- starting role in 2020. He started every game the last two seasons. And it's interesting because he's mostly playing like a true free safety for Georgia. And again, they're running that kind of similar to the Alabama scheme where they come out in too high and then will spin down. But he's still playing deep a lot. Uh, but he's a very good athlete, great foot speed, takes good angles, uh, good, really good instincts. He's just always in the right place. And that's, that's kind of a cop out of a, of an evaluation point, but it's just like, he's just always there and he's where he's supposed to be, which is great. He's got a great sense of timing on when to break on the ball. Uh, he's a really good tackler, uh, and good run defender scrapes off blocks well to get to the running back. So yeah, I mean, I had his best trade is awareness and instincts just again, because he is always just in the right place. It seems, um, and it, it's interesting cause it, it is kind of tied to my improvement, but I'll get to that later after you give some of your traits. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm going to go to his worst trait. This is another one where it's so hard to pick out. I, I pointed this out a little a little bit last time where it's not necessarily even a bad trait. Um, but it is something that can't really necessarily be improved. I, I don't think he has elite range. I think he is going to be better off as a guy in a too high system, which is perfectly acceptable. I think he can be capable as a single high safety. I just don't think he would necessarily excel due to, um, limitations with that range like you said earlier i think he has the when, when you talk about numbers to numbers range versus sideline sideline you don't need that sideline to sideline range to be a successful safety in the nfl but it is something that's nice to have and i don't see him having that yeah absolutely and i i, I still liked his range uh because I, I mentioned one play where i think he was playing i think it was too high and they ran a corner blitz from his side. So he had to get the one receiver that was over there deep. And he was in really good position. The quarterback just beat him with a perfect throw. But I was like, eh, he's still there. I'm not going to dig him too much for it. But I, I think that with this range thing, I would say like he's going to be awesome and too high. And he'll be 
he's not going to be a liability in single high. Like you're going to need like an excellent quarterback to be beating him in single high. So I'm, I'm still okay with that. And then, so with my worst trait and the improvement for Lewis scene, I think they're somewhat linked because my worst trait is ball skills. And my improvement is aggressiveness. And I say these because I think that in 2020, which was the film I watched on him, because it was his first year as a starter, I think he was playing a little patient and he was taking about a half second to, you know, read the play and confirm what he saw. And because he's a very good athlete, he's like, I can take that second. I can still get there and make the play. And, and he's been an awesome player for Georgia this year. So I'm imagining that he is now he has more experience and he's uh, just feels more comfortable. He's playing a little more aggressively. So if he can kind of just play, you know, more loose and faster, and that, I think that'll allow him to make more plays in the ball, uh, both as a you know coverage defender and as a run defender. So I, I would say that, you know, again, my best trait was awareness and instinct. So that's kind of tied to him seeing things. And, uh, you know, I think he, he, he is able to see what he, what was going on. He was just being a little patient in 2020. And I think in 2021, he might've been more comfortable overall. So he's playing more aggressively. Yeah. I, I do like that point out with the improvement being the ball skills. Um, However, I did look up his stats, and like you said, it has been better this year. And uh, nine pass breakups and an interception really, really yeah, does exactly show the that he did improve there. So I think that really, obviously, we don't know for sure. Some of those, you know, could be luck, but I, I would assume with that big of a jump, that it isn't just luck, and it is a actual improvement. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, that that leaves his draft range. I I was I know I'm a little bit lower on him. I see him as that early early second round type. I think for me, if you really need a safety, and I don't want to go into rankings, but if the if Hamilton and of the guys we've watched, if Hamilton and Hill are gone, and you're a late first round guy I can and you desperately need the safety position filled I understand uh taking him there but if you're just drafting a safety because he's the top player on the board I think he's more of that second round type early second round yeah I have him firmly as a first rounder I think because I think he is kind of similar to Hill just in terms of their play style and their traits but he's a little bigger so I do like that um and he plays more of the free safety role than Hill actually, which is kind of interesting, whereas Hill was more of a box slot guy, but yeah, I think he's a solid first rounder. I think that you can, I think if you are playing a too high, more of a too high system, I think you can plug him in and play him immediately at either role. Um, and you know, even if you have a good free safety already, you can put him at strong. Then you've got a really, really strong duo. Um, and if you're uh, more of a single high team, I think, I think you can plug him in and play him at either role. You know, if you're, if you need him at free, I think he can do okay for the most part. There'll be maybe you'll have some growing pains there, but if you know you play him at strong in a single high system, he's going to be really effective because he can do a ton of stuff underneath. So yeah, I'm I'm very high on scene. I, I have him pretty closely ranked with Daxton Hill, and obviously both of them are a little lower than Kyle Hamilton. But yeah, I feel very comfortable with Lewis Cena's first rounder. Yeah, and, and again, this is just an absolutely fantastic safety class. Next time we will get to some West Coast safeties to finish it off before we give our uh, top fives and honorable mentions. So until then, let's get fired up.